Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to the Gizverse Podcast, a podcast completely dedicated to the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard universe, a universe that the band has created, but the fans, you, Brian, me, Boom. all of us, we've all sustained. What's up, Heavy guys? Duty. How you guys doing? Uh, my name's Tommy O'Neill. I'm Brian Centron. Goddamn, goddamn right you are. Back in the booth. Goddamn, your purple, purple microphone. Purple microphone. Ready to rock. Yes, baby. Straight out of the bedroom. Yes, man. ready. Just got to me up, dude. Go. Rolling over. Yep. Ready. You can hear the excitement in hot. your voice. You're coming in you, hot. You're stoked. Yes, baby. Well, I'm pretty Pass stoked. Pass me a toothbrush. I'm stoked. I don't know about I I, I'm, I don't know 100% how excited you are, but I know internally how excited I am about hard, today's brother. episode. Uh, another album review, but it's one of my favorite albums. I'm sure it's one of your favorite albums too, Ooh, Brian. Baby. It's one of the most live scene albums that I've ever seen the gizzard play it they play more Eddie songs play. from this album than all the other albums i think uh, that i've seen during this last stretch well, well for me their last like u.s stretch for sure this the the for the experience that i have yes. the shows that i've seen definitely it's, it's the ones that i've seen today's album review we're going to be going over um the flying microtonal banana banana yeah i'm excited yeah, are yeah. you excited of course man it's a classic baby I, I, this is top notch dude get 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 dope with it you know what i'm saying get get excited i i want to i, I want to feel it man you know this is the band's first attempt at a full microtonal um album i guess you know they 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 went buck on it it's that some some of the other albums do have some microtonals in it but this is this album they went full blown full blown yeah kind of introducing the that style to a lot of genre of people, man. A lot of young folks, I know, like myself and included. And, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, one yeah. of the one of the quotes that uh, Stu said in a, um, I guess, an article or an interview, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he said in in regards to uh, the album, he said everything you do sounds wrong. Uh, you're culturally attuned to a certain set of frequencies. Our challenge was to make music that didn't sound too wrong within those parameters. So I think they succeeded. Yeah, uh, for sure. They uh, they got my attention. They succeeded in that for sure. Yeah, um, I mean the album beyond having the theme of the microtonal, um, you know, everything being in the same blend about uh, they um, everything kind of also sounded different in a lot of ways. They had songs that were kind of spaghetti westerny. Of course, Billabong Valley. I'm talking about. Um, they had acidic southern bluesy uh with anexia and kind of a, a gritty more um i don't know there's a lot there's a lot of grit on the album too um and it, oh, yeah. it, it even we're going to talk about the repetitiveness of one song in particular when it gets to it but um I, I, there's still there's still a lot of dynamic within this album although there's an overall theme yes yeah absolutely but there's still uh, it kind of covers all bases. It kind of gives you what you want as a listener because it's got the the more banger songs, you know, that are very user friendly. Then it has the more uh, intricates and real groovy kind of songs as well. So for me, this this song kind of hits all all the spots. Everything the ev album. Ev everything the fan wants. Yeah, the album. The hits album all does. The yes. I yeah. I mean, is it one of is it your favorite album of of last year's um, five album release? I don't know. We we're gonna get into this so uh, so quickly into the cast, mm -hmm. so to speak. But, no, but it seems. But hey, man, toss me there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that question. It seems uh, to be a common th theme for you. So um, listen, man. Uh, while listening to it the other day, pretty thoroughly, and today in the last 
little while listening to it. All right, because we, we, we try to listen to the albums in preparation on your uh, record player. For sure, um, yes. Fr- and uh, out the vinyl um, sounded sexy, smooth. It sounded very sexy, sounded smooth. Yeah, it sounded really nice, actually. Thick. Thick as a thick. Thick as a bag of Skittles, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I have to it was def in my humblest of opinions, it was their best album of last year. Mm. Whether and I say that whether it's my favorite or not, it was their best album. If this of last is your year. first time listening to this podcast, I sincerely <laughs> urge you to go back to previous podcast episodes and listen to Brian say the same thing. Literally no. about every album. No, that this comes isn't down. true. This, this is not true. Because what happens is when we go now we we go back to listen to albums. When albums come out, sometimes you know we've it, caught it as it comes out. We'll do the we'll do the podcast with it. I think we've been able to do that twice. Um, but yeah. ev- every other album's been kind of us going back and listening to it and reminiscing, if you Reminisce. will. Um, and this album. Album what has some of this one of the song the first album the first rattlesnake was the first song that I in my opinion listened to King Gizzard and it was the first that, that I gizzed on um, and it gizzed on me back and it was a messy Heavy. it was a messy scene um, beautiful mess this is a completely different album from almost all the other albums that they've made I mean it's not necessarily. The songs don't necessarily bleed into each other, although they're microtonal. I think I've stated that um, already, but it's different from I'm In Your Mind, Fuzz, and Nonagon Infinity, which are the build-up albums to it. And I, I think Nonagon Infinity um, especially, it, did, it, it builds. You know, it's this, it, yes, it's this, like, current of ever never-ending, always-flowing thing, but it also builds, you know. It definitely comes up and comes down. This song, it kind of peaks in the beginning, um, and I want to talk about that more when we get into the uh, the song breakdown of everything that's going on. Um, Mike, it, the album in and of itself, I think the goal uh, is met with the within what they're trying to do. What Stu says in that article, I definitely think that they they nail it. They they work yes, within the that. parameters, and um, I don't know. Uh, I think we should just dive into the song, the song breakdowns. And well, wait, now, I mean, you threw it at me. I gotta throw it to you, man. What? Oh, we've been doing the. Uh, you say it up at the front, and I said it at the back. Oh yeah, you want to roll that? Oh, okay. okay. I'll say it right now. I don't care. You think I'm afraid? I'm not afraid. No, I'm not mad at that. It's definitely not my favorite album of last year. Um, I can't overstate how much Polygon Wanna Land is the greatest <laughs> album that came out last year. Um, you, if you haven't. If you don't agree with me, I don't think that you've read the lyrics. Now, I love this album. I And we were listening to it, and I was like, God, dude, this album is full of bangers. Banger after banger. Bangers, man. They did not hold back on this album. And I think it's because of the parameters that Stu was talking about that he's like, okay, look, yeah, th- these these songs are going to sound weird to a lot of people, and our music is already kind of a niche music. Weird to a lot of people. Yeah, so like we're now niching off our own audience, so let's try to be careful here in doing that. And I think they succeeded. I think they totally nailed it. Rattlesnake is by far one of my favorite King Gizzard songs of all time. I've had to show people it and oh, argue yeah. it and battle it. And it's a very... Uh varying reviews sometimes when you argue a some when you argue something a subject whatever it is you begin to like it even more because you when you defend something you you analyze it in a way that you might not have previously analyzed it because you didn't have to so you look at it like no 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 this is one of the best songs ever and even reviewing it and finding out more information online about it because that's i mean i we we go additional to what our opinions are we search the web and we find different stuff and um a little little bits of uh knowledge that have been laid out there um and in fine i mean 
Yeah, so I love microtonal, um, but I really this is because we keep tapping on rattlesnake. I just want to kind of talk about rattlesnake. So let's let's bump into the uh, right. the song breakdown. It's not my favorite album of last year. Um, definitely up there. Um, I don't know. My statement was it was the best album of last year. Not necessarily my favorite. The best. I think it was the best conceived album that they made last year. Okay. Very flowy. True bangers. Dead air. No no uh, potato, all meat. Thick. Kind of. You don't think flying you don't think the um title track is a little like uh, I mean that had to happen because yeah, of the yeah, style yeah. of music, but like it's this like is, a close. We're leading into the dislikes portion of the album reviews. And that's at the end of the podcast. So, like, I listen, I, man. We, we have no rules on the Gizverse podcast. Okay, man. okay, no, okay. Let me sit here. You know, it's not rules, rules and regulations up in this, order. man. It's order, Brian. Yeah. People look for consistency, and I, I appreciate yeah, yeah. a good consistency too. It's only a freaking narc, bro. Yeah, bro. But yeah, straight. we're we're gonna go through this narc. album. I'm gonna reveal the I dislikes, mean, yeah, yeah. and then people are gonna go into it and not. You know what I'm saying, dude? Let's okay, just talk okay. about Rattlesnake. Let's yeah, just talk about Rattlesnake. I want to go to the album album break. Don't get mad at Rattlesnake. Yeah, man. What's wrong with Rattlesnake? Well, now I don't like it anymore because now you're. Defended and I don't like it anymore. No, that's not that's not true. I, I know you don't believe that. You Rattlesnake see? is easily one of the most easily listened to, you most easiest listened to songs that King Gizzard has. I think it's a user friendly. I mean, depends who you're asking. I guess because some people find it repetitive. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's repetitive? I mean, it's un, it's King Gizzard. Like repetitive is. Yeah, they like to delve into that world. I don't think it's as... This is by far the most repetitive um, song that they have, right? When we saw them in Las Vegas, the security guard next to me said, Damn, 10-minute song? He only said Rattlesnake. (laughs) As I did, yeah, he found it pretty repetitive. And they say plenty more than Rattlesnake in that song, but that's all he heard. Right. Um, Okay, this is a weird quote. I'm going to try to get through it all, but according to an interview that Stu and Joey did, the logic was, this is them, quote, the logic was that the song is so repetitive that by the end of it, your ears are adjusted to the microtones. So you may be on, you know, our wavelength by the end of the song, and then Joey adds on, it's annoying at the start, then by the time you get to the end, <laughs> or maybe listen to it a couple times, it's you know just in your head and you can't escape it. So that's right, which is accurate. Accurate. I mean, that is yes, accurate. I think they like it or it. not. I think they nailed it. Um, definitely, it was the first single that was released. Um, it was released on November 11, 2016, um, which is crazy. I was like, damn, dude, 2016 to 2018 right now. That's so nuts to me. Because we caught yeah. that, we caught that around when it just released. Oh yeah, which is definitely. crazy. Th- that, those when right that album time. just dropped. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. I uh, I I love this song. I think it's uh, one of my favorite. Yeah. The more I I think about it and defend it, it it's really. I, I'm a huge ACDC fan, and it has a punk rock feel to it. I know ACDC is not technically punk rock, or people don't normally. I think they're one of the best punk rock bands ever to exist. <laughs> ACDC. Come troll me if you want. I don't really care. Um, dude, they're hard. They're quintessential metal band. And you re- you even said this. Like, there's Americans that probably don't even know they're Australian. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. Dude. There's a funny... There's probably a funny amount. If they did, like, a survey, it'd be a funny amount. And I'm a fan of... I love drums that are kind of, you know... 
all over the place and ha- I, I I think there's a, a place and time for that, but I enjoy the repetitiveness of punk rock or the repetitiveness of ACDC at some kind of point. And um, the Rattlesnake is reminiscent for, for me of that, and it's classic. I think it's a classic song. Yeah, it does have that kind of classic feel. I like the song the most just because you – Defend it so heavy to your family members and stuff. And yeah, I've gotten into arguments. That's and, so uh, funny. If you guys haven't listened to the first episode, I talked about an argument that I got into. The first episode of our podcast, um, Open the Doors. Uh, we, uh, Man, we were talking about uh, you know just the love of the band, and I, I've definitely had to argue with my brother. He told me Deep. that it was like, man, they're just playing the same thing over and over again. I'm like, yeah, bro, but that's the point of the song. You know, like that's that's the nature of it. And he was like, right, yeah, man, man, I mean, the band is just a repetitive band, period, man. And I was like, all right, man, well, listen oh, to this yeah. song. Listen. And, dude, it just got so bad. Just step out the car then. We huh? were yelling at each other. Man, my older brother would whoop my ass, too, is the thing. <laughs> like, he would kick the shit out of me. So there's no way. I was willing to argue but not get in a fist fight with himself. Of course. There was a limit to how I was able to argue with him. Which could only make you more mad. Super you know? mad. <laughs> Super yeah, very frustrating. Uh, next song, uh, the second song on the album, uh, Melting. It's a good song. I know Ooh. I know you love it. I've oh. seen it a good amount of times live. I love it, dude. No, the opposite. The opposite. Never seen it live. Never seen this one live. Never. Just like I'm convinced. literally everything else on the album except this one. I'm convinced I have seen it live. And That's maybe, incorrect. Maybe, maybe it's a video or something like that, but like I, I feel like I have seen this song live. No, yeah. that's incorrect. You don't think so? <laughs> we were talking about it earlier, and that was the joke. Because it, it, it's always the one I'm like, damn, if they could play that live, that'd be so fun, mm-hmm. and it never happens. So yeah. I feel like maybe one day it would happen. <laughs> You know, but it, it doesn't happen. Almost literally every other song they play, though, on yeah. this album. It's crazy. E- except for uh, the title track. Um, the song's clearly about global warming, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, melting, uh, not a uncommon theme in the uh, King Gizzard world. Uh, obviously, the nodes of the planet and destroying of our children's future, the playground type element. Um, he also mentions just talking about, you know, basically doing nothing. We're, we're just kind of watching it all happen and um, all that. And that's that's a pretty common theme, I think. And it, it's also it pulls up again once or twice in the uh, in the album. In here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's definitely the theme they were laying down. This one's the most. Uh, it's like the most Doorsy song. Melting, melting, melting. That's interesting that you say that because that part is definitely the Doorsy sound. Totally. Yeah. That's the most Lizard King song uh, King Gizzard has. And there's so many nods to that. Um, and I definitely think this album is... Because uh, Homeboy, uh, Jimmy Boy, Jim Morrison, definitely Jay Moore. liked the Middle Eastern sounds, too. Yeah. Yeah, he got down to that. Which is where... Stu has said in multiple album or albums and multiple interviews that that's where he kind of got the idea for the microtonal is the sitar. Oh my god! I wish it would bring that back more, man. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they always do a great job with that. And he, in order to, I didn't even, I don't think we even prepped all this stuff because this is an important thing to talk about. I hope you guys aren't turning off the podcast because of this right now. But they basically, in or if you guys don't know this, and I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, there's no way that you don't know this. So like, I don't want to be insulting. So stay with me. But if you don't there. know this, they what they basically changed their guitars. So the Nonagon album had a very specific guitar that was previewed in the music or or pre, yeah previewed 
in the music videos and was hailed that as this like <laughs> saber, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like it was awesome. So that twelve string guitar is a, a badass guitar that Stu uses. And then obviously the uh, flying banana. Uh, he switches. The whole band does this. They switch all their instruments to being microtonal um, by putting in the frets for the guitars and the bass in the yep. in the between parts to make it all microtonal out. I think they each had like a hundred dollar budget or something like that. Yeah, Maybe it was a little more. I don't remember, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty entertaining. It is awesome. I love when. I love when musicians go beyond their instrument and they know that something more is capable out of them, so they create something out of it. I mean, this is that band. I feel like they're... This last year was all proving what else could they do. You know right. what I mean? Like it's crazy that they, they keep us on our toes. More to themselves, not to us. I heard a great quote. We're really gonna love it anyways, to be honest. So I, I, I know that sports and King Gizzard probably don't align very well, but I heard a great quote um, on ESPN. It said, "If you." Um, if you go with what the fans think, you'll be sitting next to the fans in a couple weeks. Like, do what you think is right. Don't do what you think you should based on other people's opinions. And I think that's that. This, that. this band really aligns with that method of just they're doing what the hell they want to do. And, and doing it well. Creating instruments with it is insane. I mean, it goes along with this whole other bigger concept that they push a uh, anti-lazy thing you know i think they're like totally anti-lazy this band oh is about doing lazy is shit. the opposite of what yeah. i think when i think of these guys yeah traveling experiencing, doing things you know even if they're not making a crap load of you know millions of dollars where they could be make because dude not hurting for dough though they prove time and time again that they're very capable of making poppy songs if they i mean dude if they put out a few paper mache albums like every other year they could be making a lot of money man a lot and i'm not saying they're not making a bunch of money now but they could be doing like pop shit like coldplay type shit you know yeah if they wanted to they could make the best coldplay album of all time right all right let's keep this uh going i feel like a clown because we didn't mention that at the top of the podcast i can't believe i forgot to mention it, it's that. also like you said man if you're listening to this Odds you are, you, you know probably that. know a thing or two about that. You know that already. Yeah. You've read that interview. So, again, if you do know that, sorry. If you didn't, I apologize we didn't mention that up back because it is. But welcome to it. Welcome to it. Um, okay, the next song that we'll Jump into the open waters oh, of this podcast. Th- th- and just... <laughs> oh, wow. So clever. Open Waters, the next track on the oh, album. Oh, isn't it? The Damn. third one. That's crazy. Um, this album, uh, I, or I'm sorry, the the song, rather. Um I don't know. I it, it kind of partially leaked on, on YouTube, so people knew the sit, the snippets of it. I've heard it live. I love it live. Um, it's dope. Um, I don't know. What did what did you think about it? It's not, this is cliche to say at this moment with the name of the track and how it's made, but I like listening to it by water. You know what yeah. I mean? It, by the open water, if I know you what will. You mean. We went to in San Diego on that cliff, the mm-hmm. waterside, bumping that. It's it meshes very nicely. Absolutely, super nice. Uh, live was super cool. It was weird the first time we saw it in San Fran. That was their opening track. They and opened it just didn't, with it. It was too vibey. It, it didn't translate too well. Yeah. Like the, the crowd, it, it didn't loosen up the crowd the right way. Yeah, but that show, like you said, was kind of building to the Nonagon stuff. And at that time, especially, the core of their show was Nonagon. And they were still, in my opinion, trying to figure out how to play microtonal stuff with that stuff, with the, with the current feel of their Which is true. mind fuzz kind of nonagon set that they had put together with a couple things from quarters so 
Um, Which is true. It, it did seem that there was some some stuff getting ironed out. I mean, you saw the the first time we saw Nana, uh, Billa, Billabong Valley mm-hmm. compared to like even the the second time we saw it. They had a whole intro for it. They really meshed it in better to the set. It was like a not awkward. It was amazing, but it was like a weird little transition when like Stu giving uh, Ambrose the, the, first the banana. Time. Yeah, the, the first, first time. time. Yeah, and then the rest, the other times we saw it, it was a completely smooth. different. It yeah, was smooth. Yeah, which it, that's kind of cool to see as a fan. I agree with you. Both sides of that's neat. Yeah, a hundred percent. We'll talk about Billabong in a second. Oh uh, yeah, a, easily one of my favorite um, out Ooh, tracks on the album for duh reasons. The next song that we are talking about though is uh, the fourth track on the album, Sleep Drifter. Oh man. Um, Sleep Drifter, Sleep Drifter. This so is so good. I just assume all the sleep songs are about cookie <laughs> napping <laughs> <laughs> snoozing because he's uh that one song's uh about him uh sleepwalking sleepwalker sleepwalker yeah, that that song's uh you you heard you heard that that was about cookie right is that about cookie i don't, I don't even recall that's what you said it was some something about his sleepwalking or something like oh, that. oh i think you're right god i know so many like king gizzard facts that yeah. I, I like file them away I in certain places you told me that I think you're right, actually. So because of that, I just assume that everything's about cookie sleeping. I mean, the idea of that is very entertaining regardless. So. Well, they have a lot of songs. <laughs> so two of these tracks, the um, Open Water and Sleep Drifter, two common themes that they revisit quite a bit. And then you have the pollution thing. That's a lot. They tap on this subject a lot. It obviously means something to Stu in particular because he wrote all three of those songs. Um, Fun, funniest thing about Sleep Drifter, though, is like, they don't have very many well that you would interpret off off rip as like a romantic tune and sleep drifter definitely sends that vibe of mm-hmm. like he prefers to be asleep that's when he sees this you know this person mm-hmm. you know he sees him sees her in his dreams and stuff like that's a cool kind of uh, unusual king gizzard thing you know they they don't really talk to lovey dovey all the time so it's it's kind of neat I, I dig that yeah um I like in. I think you just nailed it. Like the partner that he's kind of describing throughout the whole thing isn't necessarily present, but he's and he's not necessarily dreaming. He's kind of describing the events that takes place and all that stuff. It's it's pretty interesting and it being. I he's mentioned Stu's mentioned rather several times that sleeping is his favorite thing to do. Yeah, um, I'm not mad at that. This guy likes to snooze, bro. Snooze. But he earns those Z's, man. I'll tell you what. For sure, for sure. I don't. I, I just don't. I can't sleep that good. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at sleeping you're pretty good at it i'm pretty decent you're pretty decent you even for a Could guy worse. even for a guy that snores you do you you get up feeling relaxed usually the snore when i wake up the snoring thing it, it it's it, exhausting you're exhausted you want you that's why i can walk for so long man that's like yeah run around no pr- dude i'm exhausted my body runs on exhaustion mm. you know what i mean so i'm just propelled by it it's are you good, always man. exhausted you feel never like- no that's what i'm saying like I practice so much in exhaustion that anything else just feels great, man. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. The next uh, <laughs> song in the album, Anexia. Um, you like, cookbook, man. You like this song, right? Um, Man. Oh, well. Kind of. I mean, that? I, well, okay. Bombshell, you heard it here first. Damn. Oh, I feel very bad saying this, but least favorite song on the album. Wow. Well, it's inspired by Neil Young and the Drones. I don't know if you know that. I, I read this, yes. Yeah, and specifically the phenomenon of death by anexia attributed to a surrounding fire absorbing all of the oxygen. Absorbing all the oxygen. Yeah. Yes, that's that's what anexia means. Yes, yeah, so that is the the theme. And this one's written, written by Joey, and he does it live, so I, I like to 
to give it more props. Mm-hmm. It's I like how they slow it down a little live. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. It's nice. Yeah. Good little ditty, but I feel like I've heard it once or twice. How do you feel about it? You don't like you you don't like it because you've heard it too many times live. Um, it, no, no, I, I wasn't super crazy about it prior, but then now we've started, we've seen it probably like three times live, so I'm good on uh, retiring that one from the set list. Yeah, it's uh, apparently um, Joey read a book um, about the Black Saturday fires, um, where the people. That were found in the center of the football ovals without a single burn marked on them were, were still dead. And it was because of the oxygen um, being pulled by the fire. So that's kind of the uh, um, also com- another theme of kind of dystopian. Right. Yeah. Um, environmental toxic. toxic, you know, thing going on, which leads you perfectly into Doom City, which um definitely one of my favorite songs on the album doom city knocks that song is live joe yeah it's like it has that like repetitive come on dude this but oh man it's nice live though jamming jamming bro doom city doom city can we mention something real quick that we kind of um passed over yeah right on over like nobody's business what is it billabong valley where's that at did I not? Did I not include it in my? Um, oh my God! It's uh, I passed it in the notes. Jesus Christ! Heavy duty, right? Dude, that's heavy duty. I think maybe it's just it's such a banger that um, maybe just kind of, yeah, from Sleep Drifter, Billabong, Bam. Yeah, that's like the holy duo right there. I skipped it on uh, on the notes here. Jesus, on the Christ. notes, but not in your heart, man. Not in my heart, never in my heart, because we already mentioned it literally. I know, while I know, we, we bre- breezed through it a little bit. Maybe for that's sure. why I skipped it because we were talking about it a little bit. All yeah. right, let's 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 bring it on back, man. Let's bring it on back. Hit me with the Billabong, bro. Billabong Valley, the jam, the thank you, Ambrose, for grabbing the banana and jamming. Brother. Yeah, um, singing. This is. Uh, one of the songs that they grab, one of the few songs where they grab actual historical meaning from something and bring it into dog, brother. a song. Yeah, so it's based on um, homeboy uh, Dan Morgan, um, also known as John Fuller, uh, Mad Dog Morgan, also another nickname for your boy. Uh, he was an Australian, a bush ranger. Uh, bush ranger. I, I don't know what that means really, but uh, apparently uh, he was he was quite uh, the, a wild man that lives in the bush. Okay, I like I like you, you knew this already. Then um, he was kind of a. Uh, a violent kind of guy, but he was also a, a badass. He was a badass, but he also f- he was also good with the ladies. Um, he was not I mean, he was not just a badass. He but not like a violent b- good with the ladies. He was good yeah. with them. They 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 liked him. You know, he was a, a smooth talking erotic behaviorist, if yes. you will. Poonhound, uh, poonhound, as uh, some like to call it. Poonhound, if you will. Um, somebody here's a quote about him: the most bloodthirstiest ruffian that ever took. The bush in Australia. Oh, and he and he took that bush real good you in Australia. You get the double meaning there. <laughs> I mean, mad dog. Yeah. Uh, so apparently he killed like a cop, a trooper, if you will. Um, and after that, the bounty was set on his head for like a thousand whatever pesos, whatever Australians uh, have over there. Is it dollars? What do they call it? Um. Uh, wallabies. Wallabies. Okay, yep. a thousand wallabies uh, were on his, were on Morgan's <laughs> head, and uh, 
He was shot killed after holding up um, a station in Victoria. And, shot in uh, the back by morning, baby. Yeah, so the song kind of tells this tale of uh, Mad Dog Morgan, and it's a, it's like an old pirate tale. That's what they would say when they, uh, kind of that. right right before they would uh, play in it, um, Ambrose would drop that. He goes, this is an old pirate song. Yo, ho, ho. One of the few things that Ambrose actually says. Uh, man, when, oh, man. When he's on stage, um, he actually says it, says it, says a little line. I'm embarrassed right now that we we didn't we didn't hit this on the mark, dude. This is one of my favorite all time songs, but yeah, this is a a banger. We did not talk about it, but we just talked about it out of place and out of place. Uh, that's okay. Like you said, Again, there's no, no rules. rules. There's dude. no rules. We we yeah, dude. We keep it wacky. Okay, we were on In the Gizzy verse. Anexia. Then we jumped to Doom City, and that's where we cut off. Yep, Doom City. Doom City, man. Um, banger. Banger, one of my favorite songs um, on the, like we said, this whole album is full of banger tracks, top to bottom, flip to flip, drop to drop. Um, This one's cool. I like the way that, um, hmm, how do I put this? This is probably my favorite environmental song that they have. Um, It's not lyrically, it's cool and it's straightforward. Um, according to an interview that this guy Triple J took. Oh yeah, um, Triple J. Triple J. Yeah. Um, he was talking to Stu, and Stu basically said he wrote this song after he visited Beijing, which I don't know if you guys are aware is covered in smog, which is completely related to human population or mm. population and pollution from cars and all that shit. But like, dude, not it's not just cars. It's like people living, you know, literally living, people cooking, living and stuff hard. Like that. And it is a go- like it, to breathe is insane. We live in Koreatown, and we see a lot of people that wear masks on their face. Yeah. Um. And usually those people are Asian, so I don't know if that's like a common thread over there where it's like you don't they don't trust the air, the level of pollution in the air. But it's definitely like it's a thing. It's a real thing, and I, that's. Sometimes when Stu's writing these songs, it's about a, a dystopia. But this is a real place. It exists. You know, you can go there. <laughs> doom City, man. Do do doom doom city. Do do doom doom city. I feel like the song. I feel like it should be has this like '90s like a uh, hmm. like hardcore kind of feel. I feel like it should be playing at a bar, like in the Ninja Turtle movie or something. Really? Yeah. The beginning, maybe something but, like that. But like the, it's like some like grimy little bar or something. I like when it when it goes off. Um, cause the do 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 the bam, yeah, Um, so now to the funky portion of the album. Uh, this song I've said multiple times, sometimes on this podcast, but multiple times in my life. If you are gonna show a song to somebody random, a live performance version of. To prove that King Gizzard is, dude, you will have fun at this show. The next song is that song, Nuclear oh. Nuclear Fusion, man. That's um, the one, huh? That's the one, bro. It is so funky, so cool, so jamming. Mm. It is sexy, sexy baby. It is damn sexy. It, it, it might be there's, oh man, I don't say sexy is song, but oh man, it's so good. Damn. It's it is so, so good, right? Good, man, it's so good. It's <laughs> smooth. <laughs> when they put, they really try to live. set the vibe. They live. really set the vibe live for sure. Dude, it is jamming. Like Ooh, it is. Baby. You're rocking. You're dancing. You don't know how to dance. I don't know how to dance, but we're there. You know what I mean? We're moving. Grooving. We're moving. <laughs> it is jamming, bro. It is. Yeah. Uh, un- I just on my notes. I didn't write anything else. I wrote live though. 
Live what? though? Question mark. That, right? I mean, it's true. Live though? Come on, bro. It's like you be, you're in a nuclear fusion like with the crowd, brother. It's like, you know what I mean? Everybody's third eye is like no longer their blurred eye. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> like they're, we're all one, dude, you know? And that's obviously what's going on in the, uh, the music, the fusion of fusion, atoms bro. on the uh, subatomic level. Uh, Coming together, dude. They love talking about science stuff and making it nerdy, which I love. I'm all about that life. Um, I don't know. It's a good. It's a good tune, but the, rocker, the music is so good. The bassline is cooking. The guitar riffing is sexy. The synth is nice in there. Everything, man. It's all good, man. It's all Vocals, good. Uh, yeah. It's all good. Rock. Oh man, I'm, I'm like jealous of of our past selves. I'm, je- there, I'm jealous know? of our past selves too because we may not listen to that um song again live. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Damn. Do you know? I sure don't. What do you think? I think, I think maybe not. Hmm. I think maybe not. I think I think they may be done with microtonal stuff because they played it so much. They're gonna keep. They have to keep something from there, whether it's like rattlesnake or maybe, maybe now they'll do melting a time or two just to really maybe keep it wacky. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. But there's uh, one more one more song that we have to talk about. Um, oh boy! Before title track. Before we start getting into the mismatch. At the end of the podcast, we zip we zip through this one. By the way, I just want you to know that. Like, really I, feel, that huh? I feel like it's it's thirty two minutes. Wow, look at us. That's fast. That's fast. That's fast. That's yeah, fast for our for an album review. That's good. For our asses, yeah, that's I pretty good. I feel like that's good. Are, are we missing something? You know what I mean? Y- yes, kind of, sort of. That's all right. But anyways, yeah. What are we missing? Well, let's knock down fly microtone banana. Then we'll, we'll get see. We'll get to yeah, it. Okay. We'll see, man. Okay. All right. I'm just no nervous. rules. No rules. I'm just you, you have me nervous. Flying microtone banana. Title track, trippy, trippy dippy, trippy old schooly. It's the track you skip when your parents are listening to the album with like, you. Oh, if you're, hey. if you're in your dad's car and you're like, "Dad, let's check out this new band that I'm listening to," don't put this song on. He's gonna think See, you're doing drugs. Well, what have you been doing? He's gonna son? he's gonna assume you're growing psychedelic mushrooms in your backyard, yeah. and you are smoking peyote whenever you can. And he wants to know where to get it because dad used to get groovy, you know, but now he's. But he, he's worried about you getting groovy, but he wants to get groovy. He wants to get groovy, and you don't want to get groovy with him because nah, that's too weird. Man. That's too weird. You don't. You wanna, know I love you, right? But you, you don't want to. You open, were a mistake, but I, I swear I love you now. You don't want to open those doors up. You don't. Um, you do not want to open that door. The man. nonagon will not close. Yeah, you want to be trapped. You'll yeah. be trapped. You better so. get out the trap door because you're gonna be and, stuck. In brother. order to avoid all that, don't play this song in front of your parents. Just don't. And I, I well, mean, I'm a 30 year old man, and I'm not doing that. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Next album. Next album. Hey, Dad, check this out. Even at the place I work, like you see, you see the patrons. Like, oh, what is this? Like, where are we right now? You know? I love that they would give you control of the uh, uh, Ooh, the music. Oxcord Lord, right here, your boy. Oxcord Lord Brian Centron. Ooh man, put that on my tombstone. That's a, that's a rap name if I've ever heard one, dude. Yeah, put that on my tombstone pizza, baby. That sounds fire. It's an instrumental. Um, obviously, it features more different types of musical instruments than are featured on any other song on the album. Yeah, it's got that more like Middle Eastern kind of vibe. I mean, got the kazoos yeah. going on or something. Wacky shit, man. The Wacky Zuma? Shit. <laughs> Zuma. Mega zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff going on in that background. It's Stu's definitely... Um, I knew guys, musicians. I played with musicians where like they're... They got bored. They would just get bored of stuff. And they're like, how can I change? How can I make this different? Um, it's This is definitely the most microtonal song on the album. Yeah. It, it's cool to see that Stu is still has such an interest in it. And like even after this album came out, he was 
out there, you know, trying to learn more and more and like uh, meeting with people that were pro, you know, it's way better than he would assume that he is at playing um, the sitar and stuff. And it's cool. And dealing with different microtones, it's it's nice, man. It'll definitely pop up again in their music. Notice that the album says volume one. Right. N- not a quinky thing. Yeah. So. And also, uh, it's just something that I thought was funny. Um, the track, although titled The Flying Microtonal Banana, he did not use the flying microtonal banana in the making of this song. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And Spooky, also yeah. one of the big reasons why you don't hear it live. It was played with instruments that they don't frequently bring on the road with them, as you can imagine. So it's one of the big reasons why it's not. And also it's like, I don't know where you fit in that in the set. I'm down to hear that live, though. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I'd be way more down to hear that than the river at this point. I mean, it's like a well, that, no, it's like a minute track or something. That's like what I'm saying. Get, yeah, rid, but, get rid of river. Put this in play another song i mean it's it's they have distance from the river recently which which that was always my thing listen I know. anything else from quarters just being funny just anything else but anything you know. else from quarters i don't know about that seriously i uh i don't I, okay what do you feel seriously i'm i'm being dead serious <laughs> anything else i believe you i believe you but i think 11 minutes is a long time and i also think 10 minutes 10 seconds to whatever it's a same thing as crumbling castles same yeah. same argument with that. I don't want to hear those songs live. I want to hear more songs. So like play if you play half the song, okay, play a jammy part. Play a jammy part of the song and bleed it into something else. I'm not trying to tell them what to do with their lives, but I'm just no, saying what, don't. I, Damn what I want to listen to. Bro, if you put head on pills, I'm taking that all day, any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Give me float along figure lungs. G- give me the whole jam. I'm taking that all day of the week. Okay, man. Well, we're going into semantics right now. We went through the album review. That's the end. That's the last song. Yeah, um, but, but this is what we do, man. We we got we, we talk about this shit. No, we are. We are. Damn we, it. We're going to talk about it, but let's try to stay on the album. I so the dislikes. What did you not like about Nothing. the album? You loved it <laughs> all, all the way. You said it wasn't your favorite <laughs> album. That's what I was so curious to ask no. you is to <sighs> save it up to this point because, look, you said it's the best album that they made, but not your favorite album. Well, what what made it not your favorite album? What made it not my favorite? I only say it's not my favorite because the one that is my favorite, you know, is, is more preferred in my book. You know what I mean? But there's no, no there's nothing on this. That I'm like, oh, man. This what's one, your you favorite know? one? Because it changes so much. What's it doesn't change so much, damn it. What's your favorite one? Gumboot Soup still? It's still Gumboot Soup. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Wildcard. You, I know. Put, you put that above Microtonal. I do, but if anybody would tell me that Flying Microtonal is better, I get it. I totally get it. It's just, it's such a great concept. You know, it's, it's like they all, they bleed in real nice. They obviously endorse these songs. I mean, they pushed them live pretty heavy duty, you know. Um, yeah, I think it, it's a very complete album, whereas like Murder the Universe definitely is. But ah, there's just so many bangers. Like we said, there's so many bangers on this. Like this is yeah. genuinely let that ride. Yeah, They all are, in my opinion, but... Let this album ride for sure. I um okay. I I like some of what you said. Some of it I don't agree with, but that's what that's what we're all about here. Um, of course. So I'll put this one up above Gumboot. Um, Polygon. Mm. Look, here's the thing. There's parts of me that don't like everything on microtonal um and the reason for that is is because i personally i appreciate the thematic of it but the i have kept on track with everything everything kind of flows into it without sounding exactly like it everything was jammy man it's hard for me to find some like dislikes in this album um the dislike that i can 
definitively say is that I feel like they burn. I stated this in the top too. They burn their load a little bit when they get Rattlesnake blasting in the beginning. That sets a tone for me that is not ever met again in the album. Like Doom City mm. kind of touches it again, but like um, nothing. It really doesn't get that. It's not. That's the only song like that on the album, which I like and I don't like at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. there's a part. There's a reason that I like. Nonagon Infinity, and that's right. It's the definitely my favorite album of all time. Oh, and it just it steps on the gas and it slows down. Mr. Beat, sure, man. It, it, it takes some some slow beats in there with like, for sure, Mama. dude, for sure. It definitely will slow down a little bit. However, it is this feeling of momentum of like capturing it. And although there's a theme in it, it's not tied in with the music. I don't know how else to say that. It's not like the music are the songs are separate although they're covered underneath the same branch of microtonal. So, okay, yeah. I I I see that argument. I think with with this album it's like there's so many although and why I think it's such a great one is although it's so fluid like it runs through so easy there's so many standalone tracks like if you make a playlist and sleep drifter comes on you make a playlist and open water comes on you know it's like mm-hmm. damn mm, that's a, a a jammer you know and there's like individual where like if you have a playlist and like uh wow wow comes on from you know what i mean the dope dope great song but it, it, i don't know it, it could be a little i don't know just random in the, a certain playlist you know a certain playlist maybe but like I I am particular to that song. I don't know why, but I just love that song to death. Dude, that song is so good, dude. It's a sweet, so sweet good. little jam. So good. Sweet so. little jam. I'm a little bipartisan to that. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. That one. All right. So if I if I had to dislike it, I feel like it steps on the gas quick and then steps off the gas real fast. But you could say that with Polygon Wanaland. You could say, oh, well, Tom, Tommy, why are you, why would you say that Polygon's your favorite album and that's your one complaint with, with Microtonal? Dude, I'm just trying to find a complaint with Microtonal. That's how good of, of an album it is. I'm just doing it because like, I'm. we need to provide a, a, a secular view. You know what I'm saying? Somehow, like, some, yes. Some, some, some type of non- We're still talking about our favorite band here. Worshipper, so. you know, viewpoints. So right, right. I'm struggling to find something wrong. Nitpicking with, nitpick all it of this with stuff. It. If I was going to nitpick anything, it's the... Uh, Seven and a half minute rattlesnake uh, rant, but I love every <laughs> second of that song. So again, it's tough for me to find a complaint. Sincerely, maybe a complaint, and because oh, I like it so much on Gumbu. But if if all is known was on this album, mm. some just somewhere weird, like in the middle, or even at the super tail end, mm-hmm. that would add such a different little variable to this album. I'm trying to hear it. That's interesting. Because I mean, it has that that like microtonal, like when they do it live now. They throw all is known around this stuff, right. you know what I mean? Because they have to, you know. So it's like if that was in this album, interesting. Yeah, Gumboot is definitely a um, Frankenstein, Frankenstein of the last five six albums. I feel it's almost like a compilation album with none of the songs that were on yeah. any of the other ones. So I, I I just love that feel. It's it's weird. It it, it is that the Frankenstein. Yeah. I, I like the the disorder of it. I definitely enjoy it too. But we're not here to talk about Gumbo Soup. Um, we, dude, we're talking about the band, bro. This <laughs> will be, we, we get lost in this shit, bro. We already reviewed it, man. <laughs> um, all right. This did, is the last one of the, this is the last 2017 album, man. Like, did, this is the, the, the year of review. I know. I'm pretty proud of it. It's us. crazy. Look, I, look at that, man. I feel like we did it. Here we are. I feel like we did it. That's a, cool. A little bit, right? 
yeah, and thank you guys for listening. Yeah, the last uh, we've done a lot of podcasts in between it, but we appreciate you listening to the album reviews. Those are um, those are definitely. I don't know. It's different. It's a different vibe. It's know? different. I've it, never it, done anything like it's it. It's hard for it not to be just us nerding out. Yeah. It's hard to keep it subjected. And like everybody who sent us messages, we're all in support and very kind people um, telling us how much they enjoyed what we're doing. And last week was a dope podcast, man. Having uh, Dave. Changed the game. Well, that was cool, man. Having Dave on. That was really neat. Yeah, well, thanks again, Dave. You killed it, man. We look forward to seeing you again in the future. Absolutely. Nerding out with you again, homie. Yeah, man. Um, that was a hundred percent a treat. Um, we had a uh, couple people reach out to us just because they heard that one, and we're kind of enjoying the background of yeah, it's nice of everything going on. Um, I think the next episode we're gonna do uh, could feature a interview or two, but uh, I I don't know. I feel like, and I haven't talked to you about this off mic before, but Ooh, I I feel like I want to do a episode dedicated to member of the band. Um, I feel like we should just start with Stu and just go mm. go down the because it would be easy for us to go do Cookie and Ambrose. That's easy, but like doing one Stu right off Rip would be like let's get that one out of the way almost. Let's not mm. build up to that. Let's like get let's tackle that. We're Stu's too out there. We need to tackle that and get get the thing done immediately because he's the dude. He's the dude. We've talked about this off mic definitely where. Mm. Um, who's the guy in, in Flightless? Who's the guy that everyone's looking at like, yo, that guy is scary good. And it's Stu, Stu McKenzie. We will dissect this a little more. I think you know so. What I, mean? I think we need to talk about maybe, it. Maybe yes, maybe not. Through our research, we will see. We will see. We will see. Um, guys, if you enjoy this podcast, we have another podcast available on our channel. You can also check out the Busted Wide Open Busted wide podcast open, wide with me and Brian as well. Uh, we talk about a whole bunch of other stuff, some sports. We do some entertainment stuff, uh, some stories, some other bullcrap, random segments. Um, excuse me. But we do, a, you know, if you if you like this podcast at all, I guarantee you, you're at least going to enjoy that one for 30 seconds. So go over there, give it a click, right, give, it give it a, a like. Beat, you know, we wild. Smash, we do some wild stuff, smash man. Smash on that subscribe button on iTunes. Crush that. Or SoundCloud. Um, please go to our Patreon page if you're interested in helping support uh, the podcast. We are also going to be doing a bunch of new stuff on YouTube here in the next upcoming weeks. We're going to do some how to funny videos. We'll do some weird stuff, man. We're trying to, we're trying to mix it. Up, man, make this gumboot soup of entertainment here. You know what I mean? Thanks, Brian. I, uh, you feel that? I feel like that was eloquent, and then not eloquent. It got like I it, nailed it. It dude. started off eloquent, and then it just like screeched halt. That was good. I thought it was great. <laughs> Guys, if you want to check out our Patreon page, please go to the link in the comments section. Click on that. It'll lead you right to our Patreon page. You can help out. We'd appreciate it. Of course, shout out to our sponsor, always the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Mikey Bear McGrath on Instagram. Uh, he's got amazing Ooh. art. He's done all of our art. He probably will maintain doing all of our art in the future because we're bums, and he he offered to do it, and he's a great guy. Sweetheart. So if you want to buy some of the art Missy that he's Mikey. made for our podcast, you can do that directly off his Instagram. You can also check out some of his other art that he has available as well. Um, yeah, that's it for the sponsors. Uh, Brian, I, I man, I feel like I want to do something. I want to give him something, but we don't. Let's let's not let's talk about it, and then we'll just do we'll do we're not gonna we're not gonna let you guys know shit. All right, we're gonna Good. we're gonna think of something, and we'll we'll give you a little. 
a little preview maybe in the week. Oh, let's mention this. The vi- if you guys are liking our dance videos that we're releasing, hey man, I'm uh, I'm enjoying making those on the Gizzard fan page. I, I released the the Gamma Knife one, and then I dropped the uh, um, Hot Wax one. So if you guys are liking those, uh, that's because it's... We need to get goofy. Yeah, let's get goofy with it. Dude, just, um, you know... <laughs> Thanks. Rock and roll. Whatever, dude. I don't know. Enjoy it. Yeah. Sick. Make, Sick, man. Make a funny <laughs> video back, I guess. I don't know what to say to it. Yeah, man. Keep hilarious. Keep hilarious out there, guys. Keep it gizzy with it. Wow. That 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 was a great example of what I just said to you. It just yeah, that was started hell. off good. Yo, it was hell, but... Immediately stopped. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, man. We appreciate it. You know what I mean? All right, bro. Peace.